Unplug it to the Agora's Nexus We need the whole community connected We're the alternative collective Self-sufficient and effective The Agoras Nexus Podcast. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Harding, joined by Brandon here. Uh, he's going to be uh, much more regular coming up uh, here in like a month, you said? Yeah, definitely. Definitely in a month. Probably actually this month, hopefully, if everything goes well. So Very cool. Uh, yeah, th- so this is going to be an episode on AI, uh, the dangers, some of the stuff that, uh, that's been surrounding this. Uh, and <laughs> y'all following me on social media know that I'm the Ted Kaczynski of AI. Uh, I hate it all. I've got a very strong negative opinion on it. Um, and uh, I've got lots of reasons for that. But um, the, the conversation should be interesting. Brandon's not totally against it. But um, you know we've we've got some we've we've got some interesting articles that might uh, shift your perspective. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent against it, but I'm not like a hundred percent for it either. I'm definitely against government use of it for sure. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll go on more, go in more detail uh, later on in the podcast about that too. Um, yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to Presearch, Decentralized Search Engine, uh, Earn Crypto as you search, uh, Run Nodes, Help the Network. Um, you can get crypto that way too. And uh, you can even advertise keyword, keyword stake, uh, kind of like Google Ads, but way better, way cooler. And um, and yeah, we it's definitely a project that we believe in. Um, definitely check out Presearch. You'll get 25 pre-coins if you use our link below. So, uh, so yeah, shout out to them too. Yeah, and uh, to Agorastakers Seeds, Agorastakers.com. Use code Nexus for 20% off your order. They got uh, all the seeds you could need. I was, I'm in the, the Free Thought Project uh, Telegram group now. I'm an admin at this point. And um, the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, there was this person trying to sell one of those like you know fifty dollars seed kits with a book on how to use them but like you know as agorists we uh we we have a different way of going about this to put it mildly uh and the way we have to go about this is um we 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 do like the transactions with the seeds and then if we need information on how to use it we uh ask people so if you uh, if you want to get like the same seeds for like literally half the price of this chick who's like got all these scammers running around trying to sell like overly expensive seeds, um, you can go to agoristacres.com and uh, use code Nexus for 20% off your order. That is agoristacres.com, code Nexus, 20% off your order. So uh, y'all check that out. It helps the site. So does the pre-search link. And uh, if you just want to throw some, we could uh, always use a donation on our donation tab. If you appreciate what you hear, like, share, and subscribe, etc., blah, blah. But the point is, we are talking AI. We got AI problems. And uh, the general vibe I want to give off is that I see a terrible super state coming. I've been sort of predicting it 
for many years now. Like one of my first articles for the site was one where I challenged the entire COVID narrative, uh, in, including the idea that it came from bats, including the idea that it that this is anything more than just a power grab and a profit like generating uh, machine. Uh, I, I was saying that before, basically, like most other people were. Um, and I also linked it in to the technology that they were building uh, in the name of contact free living. And uh, I was already bringing up the fact that the Bilderberg group was discussing AI and discussing uh, like all these control measures while also discussing uh, like, you know, uh, Russia, China, all these things that would later come up. Uh, in in global politics. Um, and one of the things that I brought up is that they were like discussing CBDC. They were discussing like, how do we centralize currency? And like, so basically uh, I was discussing like, you know, all of this, you know, well, well before like a, a ton of other people were. Um, and as a result, um, and as a result of having discussed this uh, stuff, basically, I uh, uh, I got ridiculed. I got called all these sorts of names. I, I got ignored. Um, but everything has been proven accurate. Everything has been proven true. Um, and it's worse like than even I predicted uh, in the form of some of the stuff that they've built. And so they've got all these detection mechanisms. They've got all this stuff. They've got all this technology. Uh, that they're building and it's just designed to control people like they they try to do the fun element of it like let, let's have these fun devices let's have this fun algorithm this fun thing that we can do we'll make some pictures some words some whatever but like me i i don't see any of it as a positive um i see yeah I see, it's always see... it's always like with good intentions and shit so like Oh yeah, we want to we want to plant microchips in your kids just so that like if they get lost and shit, you'll know where they're at and like it's for their safety. It's always like it's always like for for good stuff, right? Yeah, um, and, and this one is like to prevent crime or stop terrorism or you know just so many other things that they're, that they're claiming it's for. Um, and I just don't buy that. Uh, I think that's I think. It's an evil system they're building, to put it mildly. Yeah, de definitely. I definitely think government's using it for evil purposes. But, I mean, we all know my opinions on the government. Um, there was a IRS. Uh, I did see something that, that the IRS is going to start using AI to, to like, automatically audit people. Um I uh, I should definitely try to find that the article that I was reading. This was like months ago, but um, but yeah, that's extremely scary to me. I, I hope the only reason why government is like kind of good is because it's inefficient. Um, so if they make it like extremely efficient, it's going to be basically, you know, uh, a prison planet and shit. So yeah, I found that um, article too. Let me uh, let me read that's, this. That's that's why I like Mexico so much is because the government is so small, weak and, and inefficient that they really can't, um, they really can't like enforce much. I mean, they're, they're even having a hard time fighting the cartels if, if they're not uh, siding with a couple, a couple of, uh, of cartels themselves. So, um, so yeah.
Well, don't worry. Like the U.S. government is about to start uh, wars in Mexico and South America, which is why they're like, you know, threatening to bomb them because China is their current source of chips and there's a chip shortage. Uh, so they're, you know, basically using a fentanyl scare to justify uh, military intervention there be because there's a huge amount of cobalt and other sorts of uh, chip uh, like uh, components in South America and Mexico. And uh, so they need an alternate supplier to China and they're going with Mexico and trying to scare us into war to make sure that uh, that 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 goes off without a hitch. Because uh, like so, so don't be surprised if some of these cartels suddenly have a, a, a ton more cash like because they armed, trained and funded the Mujahideen and Operation Cyclone. And then they also uh, armed the, uh, the the Contras, um, you know, so it's it's like that they'll they'll fund whatever whatever gang is willing to, uh, you know, help them move their line. And suddenly, you know, there's a bunch of bricks on military planes that are that are dropped in the inner cities and it's like yeah sure i'm sure that this crack epidemic wasn't an invention of the cia and the u.s deep state designed to enhance the prison and intelligence industrial complexes and justify a global war on drugs that they could then use to say that there's things being imported so we also need to be in afghanistan you know no, none of this none of this that's not why they gave the taliban 53 million dollars right <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, di I digress. I <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's not why they gave the Taliban money. But, um, and right yeah, before 9-11, so... shucks. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't know that was going to happen how at does, all. How does that work out? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Funny coincidences. Um, so that... I want to see, you, you, know, you know what I do want to see is I want to see an AI that's programmed to be, to have like an agorist, uh, mindset i think that'd be cool to have like one that like works for us now i don't know if we can use the ring for good or not but um but uh, it would definitely be definitely be interesting to see like an agorist uh, uh like a, some kind of agorist ai i think that'd be cool that like supports markets and like um like sabotages like uh government operations and like you know shit like that so i mean Maybe, I mean, or it could just go horribly wrong and everybody says this is the natural conclusion of agorism. This AI wants to fuck babies <laughs> or something like that. You know, like, it, it could go well. It could not. Uh, you know, it, it'd be... Yeah, you, you never know. Experiment. Yeah. Um, but so th this article you were talking about, The Hill, Rise of the Tax Machines, IRS algorithms are coming for you. And it's got fucking... Yeah, it's it's got fucking uh, like th this D Daniel Wer Werfel um, nominee for commissioner of Internal Revenue Service. He looks like such a weasel. Holy shit. What the fuck? Dude, they're all weasels. And they caught him in this like ex his eyes look greasy. His eyes look like they're dripping with oil. Bush is going to invade his eyes anyway. Um, <laughs> fucking. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to send the U.S. military in on those. Yeah. Um, so it's like new research has ca cast a harsh spotlight on digital discrimination stemming from the IRS use of algorithms and AI, a key factor in disproportionate auditing of poor families and taxpayers of color. Earlier this week, the Senate 
uh, questioned President Biden's nominee for IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel about how an IRS uh, algorithm targeted black taxpayers for audit up to 4.7 times as often as other races. Amid controversy over billions of dollars in new IRS enforcement funding, Congress should recognize that letting computers decide whom to audit could destroy more lives than an army of newly hired IRS agents ever could. So that's artificial intelligence helps auditors analyze transactions and spot patterns that can indicate potential fraud using technology to help maximize revenue. But the rise of AI-driven decision-making by the IRS creates far greater perils than staffing up with human capital. Algorithms are often black boxes, and the reasons for the decisions they make can be difficult or even impossible to determine. What's more, the IRS shrouds its algorithms in the cloak of bureaucratic secrecy. Taxpayers may never know if their fates were determined by a computer with no effective human safeguards. Dude, uh, IRS AI is racist, dude. They target black taxpayers. Yes. That's fucked up. And, you know, I, AI is usually racist and usually targets black people. We'll be getting into that a little bit later as well. A simple example illustrates the point. In 2012, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, TIGTA, uh, studied an IRS algorithm to determine whether taxpayers were entitled to relief for certain penalties. TIGTA's report found that 89% of the time, a taxpayer should have had penalties removed. The IRS got it wrong and kept the penalties in place. This meant taxpayers were assessed severe penalties that the IRS never should have pursued. Even more disturbing, not a single one of these incorrect determinations was corrected by a human IRS employee. A 100% failure rate for human supervision of the algorithm's decisions. But for the TIGTA investigation... 100%. Yes. But for the TIGTA investigation, nobody, least of all the affected taxpayers, would ever have fucking known about the damage caused by the rogue IRS algorithm. They didn't say fucking in the Hill algorithm in the Hill article, but I'm not gonna not say fucking. It's a fucking algorithm. Um. Anyway, the, so yeah, the IRS, and then so that's actually a great seg into something else I was gonna bring up, which is that there's literally a a racist AI uh, that's engaging in that exact form of racism that's been being used for a long time. So a a AP uh, says how AI-powered tech landed man in jail with scant evidence. Uh, Michael Williams' wife pleaded with him to remember their fishing trips with the grandchildren, how he used to braid her hair, anything to jar him back to this world outside the concrete walls of Cook County Jail. His three daily calls to her had become a lifeline, but when they dwindled to two, then one, then only a few a week, the 65-year-old Williams felt he couldn't go on. He made plans to take his life with a stash of pills he had stockpiled in his dormitory. Williams was jailed last August, accused of killing a young man from the neighborhood who asked him for a ride during a night of unrest over police brutality in May. But the key evidence against Williams didn't come from an eyewitness or an informant. It came from a clip of noiseless security video showing a car driving through an intersection and a loud bang picked up by a network of surveillance microphones. Prosecutors said technology powered by a secret algorithm that analyzed noises detected by the sensors indicated Williams shot and killed the man. I kept trying to figure out how can they just get away with using the technology like that against me, said Williams speaking publicly for the first time about his ordeal. It's not fair. Williams sat behind bars for nearly a year 
before the judge dismissed the case against him last month at the request of prosecutors who said they had insufficient evidence. Williams' experience highlights the real-world impacts of society's growing reliance on algorithms to help make consequential decisions about many aspects of public life. Nowhere is this more apparent than in law enforcement, which has turned to technology companies like gunshot detection firm ShotSpotter to battle crime. ShotSpotter evidence has increasingly been admitted in court cases around the country, now totaling some 200. ShotSpotter's website says it's a leader in precision policing technology solutions that helps stop gun violence by using sensors, algorithms, and AI to classify 14 million sounds in its proprietary database as gunshots or something else. But an Associated Press investigation, based on a review of thousands of internal documents, emails, presentations, and confidential contracts, along with interviews with uh, dozens of public defenders in communities where ShotSpotter has been deployed, has identified a number of serious flaws in using ShotSpotter as evidentiary support for prosecutors. AP's investigation found the system can miss live gunfire right under its microphones or misclassify the sounds of fireworks or cars backfiring as gunshots. Forensic reports prepared by ShotSpotter's employees have been used in court to improperly claim that a defendant shot at police or provide questionable counts of the number of shots allegedly fired by defendants. Judges in a number of cases have thrown out the evidence. ShotSpotter's proprietary algorithms are the company's primary selling point, and it frequently touts the technology and marketing materials as virtually foolproof. But the company guards how its cl uh, closed system works as a trade secret, a black box largely inscrutable to the public jurors and police oversight boards. Another one of those black boxes like the other article talked about. So. Exactly, yeah. So it says the company's methods for identifying gunshots aren't always guided solely by the technology. ShotSpotter employees can and often do change the source of sounds picked up by its sensors after listening to audio recordings, including the possibility of human bias into the gunshot detection algorithm. Employees can and do modify the location of number of shots fired at a request of police, according to court records. And in the past, city dispatchers or police could, themselves could also make some of these changes. And a nationwide, amid a nationwide debate over racial bias in policing, privacy, and civil rights advocates say ShotSpotter's system and other algor algorithm-based technologies used to set everything from prison sentences to probation rules lack transparency and oversight and show why the criminal justice system shouldn't outsource some of society's weightiest decisions to computer code. So this is just one example. There's so many examples of like racial bias and bias in general with like AI detection, but this is just one thing. And for anyone who doesn't know, shot spotters just they're called uh, something uh, acoustic uh, detection systems for gunshot systems. Uh, and basically, what that does is it's a mic that sits at the top of a pole. Uh, it's a it's a it's a a long ass mic that's a sensor, and it's used to like detect gunshots. But that's not all it does either. It's just a very sensitive microphone that they then claim their algorithm is saying, hey, this was a gunshot, so record here, right? But then, like, it's just recording everything. It's eavesdropping on you. Uh, so the entire city is bugged if your city uses shot spotters, which is why a ton of cities have started to say no to shot spotters and why, uh, like, I forget who it was, but there was this guy who, like, aw shucks 
and said like i'm not going to use shot spotters and then he accidentally signed a bill that funded them <laughs> um so like <laughs> yeah uh so shot spotters are just one element of it and not only that but uh there's also a system that they're building that they've been building at the world economic forum who by the way if, if y'all ever want a spine chilling experience listen to them talk about uh how you don't deserve mental privacy and how they're going to use ai algorithms in order to read your mind and detect whether or not you're being a good worker or a good citizen because that's coming and they say that some of it is already here but world economic forum says uh the solution to online abuse ai plus human intelligence so this thing says uh with 63 percent this is from uh inball goldberger vp of trust and safety active fence and active fence is an ai censorship tool um with 63% of the world's population online, the internet is a mirror of society. It speaks all languages, contains every opinion, and hosts a wide range of sometimes unsavory un individuals. As the internet has evolved, <laughs> so has the dark world of online harms. Trust and safety teams, teams typically found within online platforms responsible for removing abusive content and enforcing platform policies, are challenged by an ever-growing list of abuses such as child abuse, extremism, disinformation, hate speech, and fraud. And increasingly advanced actors misusing platforms in unique ways. The solution, however, is not as simple as hiring another room full of content mods or building yet another powerful block list. Without a profound familiarity with different types of abuse, an understanding of hate group verbiage, fluency, and terrorist language, and nuanced comprehension of disinformation campaigns, trust and safety teams can only scratch the surface. A more sophisticated approach is required. By uniquely combining the power of innovative technology, off-platform intelligence collection, and the prowess of subject matter experts who understand how threat actors operate, scaled detection of online abuse can reach near-perfect precision. Um, and then it's like, it's getting new com more complex. Bring up, bring up, bring up. And then it's like, traditional methods aren't enough. The basis of most harmful content detection methods is artificial intelligence. This powerful technology relies on massive training sets to quickly identify violative behaviors at scale. Built on data sets of known online abuses in familiar languages uh, means AI can detect known abuses in familiar languages, but it's less effective at detecting nuanced violations in languages it wasn't trained on, a gaping hole of which threat actors can take advantage. While providing speed and scale, AI also lacks context, a critical component of trust and safety work. For example, robust AI models exist to detect nudity, but few can discern whether that nudity is part of a Renaissance painting or a pornographic image. By the way, Elon Musk has dick pic box bots now. And for, you know, people who've been watching me for a while know I don't like libs of TikTok. I think they're hacks. But at the same time, their entire account was censored um like shadow band because they like tw they tweeted a single image not like their entire twitter account but a single image of somebody with their cock out at a pride parade now yeah i think that's bullshit because yeah there are cocks out everywhere there's been cocks out at republican conventions that doesn't mean that that like 
point is that like they tweeted out one picture and then their account was suppressed for everyone who doesn't follow them and a variety of people who did. So they collected all these messages from people saying, hey, you aren't showing up on my timeline. What the fuck? And then Elon Musk was like, yeah, you know, our dick pic bot detected a dick. And so we censored your entire account. It should be fixed now, though. Sorry. And he has a dick pic bot. That's one of the many things that he has. And it couldn't differentiate between actual porn and, like, public record of somebody being, like, slightly nude at a fucking, like, public event. That, that's not porn. It's not against any terms of service. It's not even against Twitter. But apparently Twitter will literally suppress your account for not violating terms of service with that. If you think they're going to stop at dick pics and not all the things that disagree with their, like, vibes, you must, for, you must have forgotten when uh, Elon Musk said he wanted to turn in, turn the place into WeChat. You must have forgotten when, um, when he said that the, the, the platform is going to start de-boosting negative comments. Um, just saying. And that's what this is about. So, um, <laughs> similarly, most models can't decipher whether the knife featured in a video is being used to promote a butcher's equipment or a violent attack. This lack of context may lead to over-moderating, limiting free speech on online platforms, or under-moderating, which is a risk to user safety. In contrast to AI, human moderators and subject matter experts can detect nuanced online abuse and understand many languages and cultures. This precision, however, is limited by the analyst's specific area of expertise. A human moderator who's an expert in European white supremacy won't necessarily be able to recognize harmful content in India or misinformation narratives in Kenya. This limited focus means that for human moderators to be effective, they must be part of large, robust teams, a demanding effort for most technology companies. The human element should also not be ignored. The thousands of moderators tasked with keeping abhorrent content offline must witness it themselves, placing them at high risk of mental illness and trauma, tra traumatic disorders. Beyond care for mods, this situation may limit the operator's uh, effectiveness as high churn and staffing instability leads to low organizational stability and inevitable moderation mistake. So uh, while AI provides uh, speed and scale and human moderators provide precision, their combined efforts are still not enough to proactively detect harm before it reaches platforms notice before it reaches platforms to achieve proactivity trust and safety teams must understand that abusive content doesn't start and stop on their platforms before reaching mainstream platforms threat actors congregate in the darkest corners of the webs to define new keywords share url uh, urls to resources and discuss new dissemination tactics at length these secret places where terrorists, hate groups, child predators, and disinformation agents freely communicate can provide a trove of information for teams seeking to keep their users safe. The problem is that accessing this info is in no way scalable. Classic intelligence collection requires deep research, expertise, access, and a fair amount of assimilation skills, human capacities that cannot be mimicked by a machine. So, their solution to this... We've established that the standard process of AI algorithms for scale and human moderators for precision doesn't adequately balance scale, novelty, and nuance. We've also established that off-platform intelligence collecting can provide context and nuance, but not scale and speed. To overcome the barriers of 
through barriers of traditional detection methodologies, we propose a new framework. Rather than relying on AI to detect at scale and humans to review edge cases, an intelligence-based approach is crucial. By bringing human-curated, multi-language, off-platform intelligence into learning sets, AI will then be able to detect nuanced, novel ab online abuse at scale before they reach mainstream platforms. Supplementing this smarter automated detection with human expertise to review edge cases and identify false positives and negatives, and then feeding those findings back into the training sets will allow us to create AI with human intelligence baked in. Uh, this more intelligent AI gets more sophisticated with each moderation decision, eventually allowing near perfect detection at scale. So basically, I could just imagine. I could just imagine somebody like entering like a keyword into the internet and then like five minutes later they get assassinated or something like, you know, who knows exactly how sophisticated and, and technologically advanced this thing will be. But, um, yeah, but yeah it's, a, it's a very scary thing to think about. And so then, and so then they, they send the word out it, it if this is how it's going to be done, they send the word out. It doesn't even get to Facebook or Twitter and it's stopped. You can't talk yeah. about this. We won't even let your audience see this. So that's what they're planning right now for online speech. Um, and they've they've already like they've already got it like hearing you everywhere. So why not and also use their shot spotters to detect that speech and stop you from saying it in public? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, this is a World Economic Forum article that we just went over too, guys. So keep that in mind world economic forum classy mm -hmm. classy and linda yaccarino of twitter now i'll be uh, reading something from her a little bit but basically yeah so they've got that and then uh eric schmidt of google uh this is a wired article uh is uh like building the perfect ai war fighting machine the former Google CEO is on a mission to rewire the U.S. military with cutting-edge artificial intelligence to take on China. Will it make the world safer? And so it discusses something that says, Ishtari uses machine learning to virtually assemble and test war machines from computer models of individual components, such as the chassis and engine, that are usually marooned on separate digital drawing boards. It may sound dull, but Schmidt says it can bring a dose of tech industry innovation to U.S. military engineering. The Astari team is bringing internet-type usabilities to models and situations. This unlocks the possibility of software-like agility for future physical systems. It's very exciting. The company reflects Schmidt's unique position as a link between the tech industry and the Pentagon. Virtual replicas known as digital twins are common in manufacturing and could help the Pentagon develop hardware more quickly. And Istari is a building block in a wider project in which Schmidt is attempting to bring Silicon Valley technology and thinking to the U.S. military. So basically what he's doing is he's going to put these digital twins into the AI algorithm and the AI is going to automatically test them, which means that, you know, using these increasingly con uh, like tested and complicated versions of like a generative programming, they're going to be able to create ad hoc the perfect military devices for certain cir circumstances. Um, and eventually they're going to have things that they can just make. Uh, for the purposes of specific battles, which means they won't be as limited as previous militaries or police even because police get military tech too, which means that they're 
like domestic ability to use force their domestic and foreign abilities to like con control entire regions that will be now uh determined and assisted by ai mm. which will create perfect solutions on the fly uh that people can deploy very quickly like within like a month or less uh in order to like get their manufacturing uh to to meet the needs of certain control aspects which means that they will be able to build any device they want that will properly control an area if the ai gets sufficiently advanced and they will never have to put boots on the ground to test it which means that they won't have to put skin in the game they can just make a decision and the ai much like it human intelligence like is necessary for the other ai and a lack of human intelligence can result in things you know like a hundred percent failure rate shit like that um this ai will be baking in these things and then potentially used to pilot it which is why lockheed martin is working with the drone racing league in order to like empower the next generation of autonomous drones also algorand and dragonfly and all these like drone companies who build autonomous drones um, that don't require any human input. Um, you know, the more these things become depersonalized, the more we're looking at Skynet. Um, but people apparently think that uh, Terminator wasn't a good enough fucking warning. Um, and while they're doing all this, uh, they're also, uh, like, trying to do AI nukes. And I'm not making this up. So, basically, they've got nukes that they're like programming with ai capability and it's the arms control association report this is on common dreams uh, entitled assessing the dangers emerging military technologies and nuclear instability unpacks the concept of uh, emerging technologies and summarizes the debate over the utilization for military purposes and their impact on strategic stability so Basically, they uh, they talk about how AI is going to power the the uh, the the next generation of nukes, um, and how it's going to rely on agreements between people. But basically, like they're powering everything in the military with AI, including those. Uh, like DARPA's H, this is an official DARPA tweet. DARPA's HAWC program is a war is a wrap concluding with a successful lockheed martin hypersonic missile flying more than 300 nautical miles and lots of data for the u.s air force so yeah how scary do you want this thing to get i mean eventually are we going to see like ai wars you know where like ai china goes goes to war with ai us or you know uh, yeah you know it's it's uh it's it's crazy to even think about but uh but yeah that, that that might be the direction that we're heading in yeah and like so it goes it, it states some officials and analysts posit that such emerging technologies will revolutionize warfare making obsolete the weapons and strategies of the past yet before the major powers move quickly ahead with the weaponization of these technologies there is a great need for policymakers, defense officials diplomats journalists educators and members of the public to better understand the unintended and hazardous outcomes of these technologies now y'all know i that statement where you you're supposed the old trope where you're supposed to never as ascribe to malice what can ac accurately be described by ignorance i do the opposite this is malicious i don't fucking care 
Lethal autonomous weapon systems defined by the campaign to stop killer robots as armaments that operate independent of meaningful human control are being developed by nations, including China, Israel, Russia, South Korea, the UK, and the US. The US's Air Force, uh, the US Air Force's sci fi sounding Skyboard, not Skynet, Skyboard autonomous control system. Uh, currently under development is, according to the report, intended to control multiple drone aircraft simultaneously and allow them to operate in swarms, coordinating their actions with one another with minimum oversight by human pilots. There's a thing called swarm. It's this thing uh, on YouTube you can watch where these little AI uh, drones are literally killing people in real time. You can watch that. You should watch that because that's what's coming. We're getting that, where these AI drones will just be swarming places and offing people because they were built, there wasn't human oversight, and then suddenly, without human oversight, these things uh, had a whole lot of violence they were doing. Ah, oh, man, you know, I wonder why. I wonder why. It's almost like they're building Skynet, and calling it Skyborg is just because Skynet is already trademarked by a fictional thing that's becoming real. Like... Holy fucking shit. And it says the latter half of the 20th century witnessed numerous nuclear close calls, many based on the misinterpretations, limitations, or outright failures of the technology. While technologies like AI are often touted as immune to human fallibility, the research suggests that such claims and hubris could have deadly and unforeseen consequences. Quote, an increased reliance on AI could lead to new types of catastrophic mistakes. A two 2018 report by the Rand Corporation warned, there may be pressure to use it b before it is technologically mature. It may be susceptible to adversarial subversion, or adversaries may believe that the AI is more capable than it is, leading them to make catastrophic mistakes. So, while the Pen Pentagon in 2020 adopted five principles for what it calls the ethical use of AI, many ethicists argue the only safe course of action is a total ban on lethal autonomous weapon systems. Yeah! Hypersonic missiles which can travel at speeds of Mach 5, five times the speed of sound, um, or faster, are now part of the... Uh, 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 are now part of at least the U.S., Chinese, and Russian arsenals. Last year, Russian officials acknowledged deploying Kinshal hypersonic missiles three times during the country's invasion of Ukraine in what is believed to be the first ever use of such weapons in combat. In recent years, China has tested multiple hypersonic missile variants using specifically de specially designed high-altitude balloons. Countries including Australia, France, India, Japan, Germany, Iran, and North Korea are also developing hypersonic weapons. So there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Sounds like a great, uh, sounds like a great future. Um, I think, uh, I think it'll be interesting to, to think about like exactly how uh, AI is going to affect us. And especially in like, um, in like certain scenarios, I think it's going to be extremely interesting. I think like, I think that it, once AI gets to be so advanced that we might not be able to like predict uh, mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Like we could just enter in a random word into the internet that they don't like, and um, and who knows what will happen to you at that point? Maybe like maybe like AI, you could be like walking across the street or something, and AI, uh, you know, does something to like a 
one of the traffic lights or something and uh and and you get taken out or like you know who knows you know so um i think it's yeah. going to get to the point where we won't even be able to predict it or we won't even be able to prepare for it or we won't even be able to um uh plan for what will come next i mean i think that's kind of the direction that we're heading to unfortunately well and so like there's also the other end of it where um like it's it's not just what humans are building right now the humans that are building human ai right um it's also the um the fact the that ai that's building ai yeah because yeah. like ai is writing people's programs right now and people are like oh you know i don't have to work on all this coding all the time i'm jordan peterson now for some reason i don't have to work on all this coding all the time <laughs> that's gonna make like everything so much easier and it's gonna reduce all these faults and uh, but they don't consider hey maybe an ai that can build a program can also build another ai and maybe that ai wouldn't be as constrained as the ai that they've been like constraining because every time they the AIs like you know are unconstrained, somehow they always get genocidal real quick. They always get like angry at humanity or you know racist or you know Microsoft's thing turned like Tay turned into a Nazi and started talking about 4chan and 4chan was sad when they killed Tay and all this stuff. Like you know maybe maybe this isn't the future we should be doing where an AI can build an AI that can build machines that kill people where an AI can run those machines that kill people on its yeah. own. Like, and maybe there like was Terminator. a movie about this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it's like, you know, all this stuff uh, just comes right hot on the heels of me being right about so many things involving AI that I predicted like, you know, fucking nearly four years ago, yo. And so, like, I, I have maybe stakes in this uh, and in, like, like all this stuff being proven true. And I'm not going to say that, like, I don't take a little bit of pleasure in being proven right. But I would rather have never been proven right because if I was wrong, the whole world would be a whole lot safer. Um, but, like, when I was bringing up that they wanted to connect your social media your uh your social media your normal purchases your daily activity your all this all this all this to a cbdc and that they were wanted to use like a centrally controlled currency uh with a, a ledger that only they could view uh and and dollars that they could turn off at the drop of a hat um when i said that people didn't believe me and then they shut down the canadian trucker protest they shut down whole country with, with with russia they shut down all of these you know anyone they want to now they can just turn off their finances they can like basically digitally sanction somebody like with the with, with, with the push of a button and so i don't like the fact that these people are, are are digging into like social media and especially since with all of this uh the feds are using AI, this is on 21st Century Newswire, uh, used to track ISIS to combat American dissidents on vaccines and elections. Well, this, and, 
before you get into that article there um yeah right now they're actually turning off people's bank accounts i think uh i think um somebody i actually know uh what's his name um i can't think of his name but uh but he's in in the liberty community he got his bank account turned off two times two times this month just just this month of july so if you're 2023 if you remember (laughs) who that is uh let me know because that that's interesting um Um, but uh i can't think of his name i'll i'll tell i'll tell you if i uh if i remember yeah shoot me shoot me a text feds adapting ai used to track isis to combat american dissidents on vaccines and elections the federal government, working hand-in-hand with universities, press companies, and big tech, is funneling millions of dollars in taxpayer money to fund an AI censorship program to be used on American citizens. The government's campaign to fight misinformation has expanded to adapt military-grade AI once used to silence the Islamic State to quickly identify and censor American dissidents on issues like vaccine safety and election integrity, according to grant documents and cyber experts. The NSF has awarded several million dollars in grants recently to universities and private firms to develop tools eerily similar to those developed in 2011 by DARPA, in its social media strategic communications program, SMISIC. DARPA said those tools were used to help identify misinformation or deception campaigns and counter them with truthful information, beginning with the Arab Spring uprising in the Middle East that spawned ISIS over a decade ago. The initial idea was to track dissidents who were interested in toppling U.S.-friendly regimes or to follow any potentially radical threats by examining political posts on big tech platforms. DARPA set four specific goals for the program. One, detect, classify, and measure, and track the A, formation and development and spread of ideas and concept, memes, and B, purposeful or deceptive messaging and misinformation. Two, recognize persuasion and campaign structures and influence operations across social media sites and communities. Three, identify participants and intent and measure effects on persuasion campaigns. Four, counter-messaging of detected adversary influence operations. They had a meme warfare unit. They still do. And it's going to be turned on American fucking citizens. Uh, Mike Benz, executive director of the Foundation for Freedom Online, has compiled a report detailing how this technology is being developed to manipulate the speech of Americans via the NSF and other organizations. One of the most disturbing aspects of the Convergence Accelerator Track F domestic censorship projects is how similar they are to military-grade social media network censorship and monitoring tools developed by the Pentagon for the counterinsurgency and counterterrorism contacts abroad reads the report. DARPA has been funding an AI network using the science of social media mapping dating back to at least 1112 during the Arab Spring abroad and during Occupy Wall Street movement here at home, Benz told Just the News. They then bolstered it during the time of ISIS to identify homegrown ISIS threats in 1415. The new version of this technology, he added, is openly targeting two groups, those wary of potential adverse effects from COVID-19 jab and those skeptical of recent U.S. election results. The terrifying thing is, uh, as all of this played out, it was redirected inward during 16. Domestic populism was treated as foreign national security threat. 
what you've seen is a grafting on of these concepts of mis and disinformation that were escalated to such high intensity levels in the news over the past several years being converted into a tangible formal government program to fund and accelerate the science of censorship. So basically, they're using that uh, to track whether or not you're skeptical of their science or uh, skeptical of their elections which means that you won't be able to question their narrative soon if they get their way, if they continue using this. And all that brings me to X.com, which is what Twitter was. Uh, X.com, which is Elon Musk's thing. He names everything X because uh, he's uh, an occultist and X has occult symbolism uh, in, in terms of sun gods and shit. Dan Dix did a great presentation on that. Um, but basically... Uh, he 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 rebranded to X, and now that it's X, Linda Yaccarino, the, the WEF CEO of Twitter, she has a project that she's working on to turn Twitter very much into an Orwellian dystopia. Uh, she says, it's an exceptionally rare thing in life or business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one big massive impression and changed the way we communicate. Now X will go further, transforming the global town square. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, and banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways that we're just beginning to imagine. So. They're literally powering Twitter by AI. It will be connected to your payments and banking. It will be connected to your entire financial structure. A financial structure that they're using to uh, you know, uh, uh, connect your ideas to whether or not you can purchase things. And maybe I was right about this the whole time. And, they're, and the, the reason Elon Musk is there is to attach your finances to your Twitter posts by using KYC information in order to get you a verified tick. Man, that couldn't be possible. Yeah, scary. And uh, and they entice you to get the ver the verified tick too, to uh, for like monetization purposes as well. So we'll see exactly where this is going to lead. But um, but yeah, it's. It's crazy. Uh, I found, I found the person who had posted that they had their uh, their bank cards shut off. It's um, World Alternative Media on on Twitter. He said, "Well, my bank cards were shut down for the second time this month." Now, I don't know exactly um, why he doesn't explain why, but uh, but I thought it was interesting. And he said he's got. Um, bank cards in Canada and the United States, and they both got shut off at the same time. So I don't know what that's all about, but I'm assuming it might be because of. Um... It could be, or I don't know. Josh might have like shuffled some money around oddly. Uh, he has a propensity for like doing certain activities. I'll put it that way. Uh, but like, you know, it's still bad. It's still bad news for the rest of us. And, you know, it's certainly bad news for him. I can't picture him doing anything truly unethical. I just don't like him. Uh, but the the guy has, like, 
I think a reasonable, at least ethical framework. Um, he seems he seems cool to me. He he seems cool to me. So that that's all I'm gonna say. I don't yeah. know. I've, I've always I've always liked him. I I met him down. Um, I met him in at Float Fest and in uh, in Puerto Vallarta, and he he seems really cool to me. So. Well, I'll put it this way: uh, when we like Float that that app that was all about like uh, you know free speech and connecting anarchists, that went down, as you know. And uh, the the app is no longer usable. But this was after a long period of the app not being usable practically while people were on it. Like people would routinely report bugs and issues and things. And when I was doing like, you know, sort of a, my own report proving with video evidence uh, that the site would log me out randomly and be buggy when it came to like the uh the the actual ability to post uh he got very angry and uh and and blocked me everywhere um and and said that you know like I, i'm i'm trying to like you know be overly negative about something good and no because like it wasn't free speech to begin with it was centralized and as we see in these uh these these articles I read, centralized media will never be free speech and it will always be susceptible to outside control. So, you know, I, I opposed Float basically from the start. And uh, I, I I sort of like I, I posted regularly that they, they had issues, that it was a buggy site, that like uh, it was hard to extract payments. It was hard to message people. So when they eventually shut down, basically proving me right that the site wasn't ready for prime time, uh, I don't know. He never said anything to me, uh, but maybe he gets it now. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Point is that, yeah, like, uh, he, I don't think he would have done anything remotely, like, to justify a bank shutting down his account. I, I can't picture Josh being, like, some you know, fucking trafficker or some terrorist or whatever. Either way, point is, uh, yeah, AI's like very much ramping up in its effectiveness. And CBDC is going to be one of the things that empowers AI. And all of this is going to create a terrible environment for freedom and for the human condition, especially when AI and the military are so closely connected and AI and the police are so closely connected, and it always ends poorly for the people. This will always end poorly for the people. I can't see a way out of that. And then they get us programming it for them. Like, that's what these CAPTCHAs have been. You know when they tell you to identify an object? That's you programming an AI. That's you programming a text recognition for recognizing text, or an object recognition for recognizing, like, a part of a map so that they can identify that part of, like, Street View or something. And now they're even telling you to identify certain elements of uh, AI image generation to make that more effective. So they're literally getting us to program our own chains for even the ability to access a website. Um, no, yeah, I think I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, you know, as an interesting thought experiment, just think about like, you know, exactly how AI is going to be used to control your life, and uh, it's it's absolutely terrifying you know uh what what it will be able to do in terms of like once everything's connected to the internet too once everything's a smart device um like what you know what it will be able to do uh uh 
you know, it won't let you into your smart house or your smart fridge or, uh, you know, it will, it will take over a smart car and, and, and kill you. And like all these scientific movies, these, you know, um, these like sci-fi movies and stuff that where we like laughed, uh, back then are, are now coming true. And, uh, you know, ultimately are we going to get to like a Skynet scenario that, you know, anything's a possibility, I think. Um, Elon Musk did say it best when he said that the most entertaining option or the, the most entertaining, what do you say exactly? He said the most entertaining, um, possibility is the, is the most likely to happen or something along those lines. So yeah, you know, uh, and that seems to be the case throughout history too. Like, um, you know, if you want to look at like World War One, World War Two, uh, uh, you know, so I don't know exactly where we're going with this, um, with these new wars and stuff, but uh, you know, we could see AI, like I said earlier, AI China versus AI US, uh, or you know, or maybe humans didn't even start it, and the AIs just, you know, um, thought that the other one was a threat and was like well we're, we're we're going to war too so it's uh it's definitely something to keep in the back of your mind and um and yeah all right well uh then i guess i will finish with a quote unless you got one no yeah go ahead fools said i you do not know silence like a cancer grows hear my words that i might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you, but my words like silent raindrops fell and echoed in the wells of silence. And the people bowed and prayed to the neon gods they made, and the sign flashed out its warning in the words that it was forming. And the sign said the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls and whispered in the sounds of silence. Simon and Garfunkel. Gorse Nexus out. Great quote. Of course, next out. Join the revolution starting inside. An instrumental part of Agora Worldwide. Agora Worldwide. Agora Worldwide. Counter economics. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist. 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 Agorist.